Everybody, we're back again with another scaring is sharing, 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 sharing. And we're going to share some scares with each other and you. And that's what we like to do. Because this is the place where we sh- share scares. I don't know. You just said that. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what? You can never say it too many times. As always, it is I, your man after midnight, Jeremy Rusk, the original Sasquatch Slim. Yep, and it's me, the flame and scream queen, Brandy Joe Planbeck, or the cream queen, whatever you want to call me. That's I right. can be all the things for you. And that's right, I did do an ABBA reference, so get over yourselves. Okay, I mean, if you say so. <laughs> I'm one of the few people that, few gays, not that we're all like, because we're really not, but um, I don't love ABBA. I mean, they're fine. They're fine. I'm not saying they're bad, but like Mamma Mia was torture to sit through because I was like, enough ABBA. <laughs> oh, see, I just like the music. I don't even, I've never even seen Mamma Mia. Oh, no, but I'm just saying too much. Too much? I, Scabba, more like it. Am I right? Ooh, harsh. <laughs> and I'm a straight, so, you know, but I, I can enjoy. <laughs> a straight. <laughs> I can enjoy the uh, the pop stylings. So, Jeremy, a couple things. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. So, yes, first yes. off, have you heard or listened to any of the A24 podcast? No. So, A24, which we love them, fantastic production mm-hmm. studio, production company, production company. Production company, production house, movie what? house, whatever you want to call them. They make good movies. They make really good movies, but they have a podcast, and it's really fantastic. And it started, Joe played one for me, which was John Early, who's so great. He's on Search parties, like a fabulous gay. Mm. And he interviewed Tony Collette, like when mm. Hereditary was coming out. Because he loves Tony Collette. He like had a Tony Collette like webpage when he was like a teenager because awesome. he loved her so much. And um, so they talked a little bit about hereditary and stuff. And then we were listening to a Robert Eggers and Ari Oster. They were interviewing each other. Holy shit. Yeah, and it was fantastic. And they talked a lot about um, aspect ratio, which in the last episode I talked a little bit about. Yeah. They, they talk about 2-1 a lot, because that's what they did, um, what Ari Aster did Midsummer in, which mm. um, now I'm just like a real into screen ratios lately. So it's been, but that sort of kicked it off. You're becoming and, a real cinephile now. Yeah, I still, like, I, need, I mean, you, even I wasn't even saying the terminology correct. That's a little bit confusing to me, but I'm fascinated by it quite mm-hmm. honestly but they was, talk about it you know two one was, two one was not my strength uh in my film classes because when you're talking about aspect ratios and all that stuff you're getting more into like photography and uh, photography direction cinematography um and i found it interesting but you're bringing in the lights and your aspect ratio and then there's a lot of math involved and that is not you know my thing so when, as soon as there's numbers and equations and stuff i'm like checked out so it was <laughs> That was never my strength. I was interested, but just couldn't grasp it. Yeah, I and I'm not into that either. I mean, I do, you know, some lighting stuff and some sound stuff, but, like, I'm not an expert on any of those things. I just, mm-hmm. like, I can... Here's the thing. I don't... I'm not an expert in a lot of that kind of stuff, but I can 
pull some shit together. I'm a, a jerry rigger, if you will, or a jury. Mm-hmm. I don't I think it's jerry rigger. And I don't, it, it, I wondered if it was like a term that shouldn't be used anymore. <laughs> nope. But I looked it up and it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yep. But I can pull things. Like if I'm like need to get something, I need to make it happen. I will make it happen. It may be held up with paper mm-hmm. clips and scotch tape, but like I will fucking make something work. That's yeah. the kind of person I am. So I don't necessarily know like the, the, the best way to do something always, but I can make it no. happen. That was always me too. When I had to be like, like we need more lights in here. Just get every lamp in the house, bring it in. Like <laughs> totally. we'll figure this out one way or another, position them all over the place, you know? But sometimes that really, there was the one particular show we did at the Ringwald called Mercury Fur, which is an amazing, and I wish you could have seen it because you would have fucking loved it. It was so fucked up. It's like a, a post-apocalyptic thriller with meat hooks and children mm. getting killed. And it's just all so- All my favorite crazy. things. Yes. Front of the podcast needs <laughs> was in this with his brother John they played brothers mm-hmm. in the show and it was so fucking good it's all to this day one of my favorite things but it takes place in real time as like the day is turning into night mm-hmm. and I did some really amazing things with lights just on based on nothing I won a, a wild award which is not something like that's that great of a, a deal but um but like I was totally like I was up against like you know and I, I mean we had like 10 lights in the ring wall at this space and um I just did some really cool things with what was there and i'm still it's something i'm most proud of to this day the the production overall but the lights were like really really cool awesome so anyway but like when it comes to aspect ratios the thing that i love about them are like the pictures that are made with them as opposed to Mm. the lighting and like like all those technicalities to me it's more about the the artistic the composition thank you yes like that is what i love about the aspect ratio yeah which is something that um you know however you feel about the man himself because that's a whole other conversation that happens but stanley kubrick is like one of the greatest for composition within the frame like he treated the saying goes he treated every single shot like a picture like he mm-hmm. was composing a picture so there's just so much detail. And this is why everyone keeps referring to his work to this day all the time when you really want to look at like, how do I create something that's just visually stunning? Here you go. You like you have to be very meticulous and a lot of thought. So so branching off of the A24 podcast, but listen to at least those two episodes. They're mm-hmm. fantastic. I haven't gone through all of them. It was sort of Joe played the the Tony Collette one, and then he played that other one as well. I'm sure there's other ones, and there's sometimes it's, you know, there always seem to be like artists interviewing other artists, sometimes actors, sometimes directors, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some really cool ones. Which brings me to, did you read about Robert Eggers' Nosferatu this week? Um, I heard somebody left the production. It's escaping me now that I had Harry no idea. Harry Styles. Yeah, who I didn't which know was no atta- one knew about. Yeah, I didn't know he was attached to that. So. All the articles I read were like, and this is the first we're hearing of this. <laughs> mm. But like, apparently, like the cinematographer for it had enrolled his daughter in school in Prague because they were, that's how close they were to mm. this actually getting started. Oh, and then wow. Harry Styles, for whatever reason, some conflicts with schedule is what the, the article I read said, um, pulled out. So, and I'm sure he was gonna be the vampire. 
No, I'm no. sure he was the guy that came to the the castle. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I kept hearing that Willem Dafoe was attached. Well, we the talked about the that. Didn't yeah, we? we talked about that, but now I can't seem to find any evidence again of that. So I'm like, maybe that was just a rumor. Um, I think that's just in your head. I think that's just, just from our podcast. Maybe I made it up. I don't know, <laughs> but like he would be a great choice. He's already played the character of Nosferatu once before, amazingly, uh, and he's got an established relationship with Robert Eggers. So I would think he, that's a no-brainer to bring mm-hmm. him in. But who knows? I know we talked about on the podcast that I have some like analytics and we can see like where people are listening to us from. So I want to give a shout out to all the states from last week, which are Michigan, Ohio, Arizona, Virginia, Florida, Texas, and New York. Shout out to ya. What, what? I love uh, (laughs) all fine states. All fine states. All very, very fine states. Oh my God, Joe and I renamed our cats again. It might be why our cats hate us and why they're such assholes is that we've renamed them about 20 times. Jeez, guys. But like, they were, we were sort of in a phase where they haven't had a name. We normally call them like brother and sister because they are. But just last week, we just, <laughs> I don't know. I think Joe started it. He said something. And we've renamed them Ed and Lorraine. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> Which are not brothers and sisters. Yeah, or but, a brother you know, and sister. Cats but they're don't know that. A, a good couple. I mean, a, you know, a good female male coupling. So those are our new cat names, Ed and Lorraine. And I want to mm. give a shout out to Tess, who has, you know, a major lady boner for that couple. For the film version. Yes, not my cats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not your cats. And, and also not the real people that they're based on either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They're total charlatans. So, <laughs> rest in peace. Do you believe in like, um, uh, like psychics and stuff? Like, like the Long Island Medium, or we're watching this new show on Netflix called Life After Death with this like twenty-two-year-old psychic. He's very sweet, Tyler Hall or something. I'm fairly certain most of the people you see on TV are fakes. I do believe. As I've talked about before, like I'm willing to believe in anything, really, um, just because it's fun for the most part. Like, you know, I don't have that much skin in the game that I'm like, no, Bigfoot has to be real. <laughs> uh, you know, it's who knows? It's all probably all just made up stuff, but it enriches my life to think something wonderful and crazy could exist. So I do believe that there are some psychics that are legitimate. Uh, but I think a lot of what we see on TV is just, you know, made up stuff. So, yeah. I don't want to believe that, but I I think you're right. Yeah, but it would be great if like Long Island Medium was like legit plugged into like the afterlife. Like, how cool would that be? That it's her. That's the one. That, like, you know, yeah. the least yeah. the people you least expect. Uh, so I saw you this week in the yes. flesh because I brought you some scaring and sharing merch. You saw me in the flesh dimension. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite dimension. Yes. Uh, and you brought me some merch. We got merch. You guys yeah. asked. So we have some merch. You know, it. I, you know, it's very, I just went to Cafe Press. It was the first place I could think of. It's mm-hmm. easy to upload a logo and just have a bazillion options. So you can go to our link tree, which is on our Instagram. Our link tree is linktr.ee backslash scaring is sharing or on our Instagram, it is the link available. And the first thing on there is merch, which goes to our cafe press site, which I try to make pretty. And I think I did some weird stuff in the HTML. It's, it's not great. You guys, I'm just going to say that it's not great, but you have two options. 
the blue our version of our logo with blue font or version of our logo with a pink font not that one is for girls and one is for boys because i don't agree with those gender things plus you don't have to be either of those things you can be non-binary if you want and that's cool too so you can get both pink and blue are just great opposing options they just they work are. together as giving two options pink blue there you especially go especially with the green that's also in the logo so yeah. you can go there you can get a shirt you can get a bag you can get some panties you can get these things with our logo on them <laughs> just get something and you know people were asking so this is our first run here's our yeah. attempt at giving you some merch uh so buy some t-shirts wear it you guys I was thinking about this, like we have our dedicated listeners and you guys are like our street team, taking it back to the parlance of, you know, times past, <laughs> you know, you can get the word out, tell your friends, tell everybody, I, wear the t-shirt, get it out there, tell people to check it out. Totally. And it's like, I'm not about making money on this stuff. So like I did no upsells on anything. Like it's literally just whatever cafe press has it cost. So I think the cheapest shirt is like $22 or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't care about that. We will not make a penny on these things. It's more just about if you want something. So I got Jeremy and myself, like a long sleeve, um, little, I'm wearing mine right now. Oh, you are. I'm, I'm not wearing, wearing mine, but it's I'm like a lightweight. Right Did it fit you? you you're a medium, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. That yep. must it's be, perfect. It's perfect. That must be so nice for you. I got a 2X, <laughs> which is a little big, I, but I was concerned about it being too small because I have a couple of hoodies that are extra large and they're too small on me. And it makes me very sad because oh. I'm like, I wear extra large like everything and it's a little big on me. Not like to the point where I need to wear large, but like hoodies are so challenging. And so I went with a 2X. It's a little big on me, but that's okay. Um, it's better than not being able to wear it at all <laughs> like my martika hoodie okay mm. uh but yes check out if you want to get some merch you know tag us in your instagram post we'd love to share it yep. because scaring is sharing <laughs> wear wear that t-shirt when people ask about it tell them you know it's my favorite podcast and you should listen to it too or your third favorite podcast our whatever, third favorite, we, are, whatever we are i'm just assuming if you're gonna buy our shirt you probably enjoy us to some extent so. and i got us some hats but they're not from cafe press they're from a different realm and they weren't great but they're like embroidered and they're really cool. So if you ever see us wearing those, they did not come from our cafe press site. And if someone out there like wants to put together a merch site and like do that shit for us, let us know. Cause I'm all for it and I will oh, help yeah. you out however we can. But Very again, cool. we've mentioned upgrading our logo at some point, and that's also in the works. So get this logo design while, while you, can. you can. That's While right. you can. And yeah. I know, you know, I like to think that all of our listeners are like our friends of the podcast, teacher Drew, Tess, uh, Ethan, just super, you know, excited and enthusiastic about what we're doing and being involved with it. So I like to picture all of you are, <laughs> are very wonderful people like the people I just listed. So enjoy. So I got some tiny teragrams and then I'm going to shoot okay. it over to you. But you know what? I'm going to read one and then you have a teragram as well that I want you to read. But first it's from friend of the podcast, Nico, who mm. wrote, Scaring is sharing about X, the movie, made me go a second time to see it in theaters. It is so deceptively layered. It's such a wonderful miracle that it got a wide release. It makes me hopeful about humanity. So yes, Nico, yes. I'm so glad you went to see it again. I would love to go see it again. So I'm hoping I will get to do that as soon as my show opens this coming week. And yes, he says it's deceptively layered. 
Oh, that's don't you normally say like deceptively simple, meaning it isn't simple, but it's makes you feel like it is. Yeah. I'm not, you know what? I, I, I come after these people who write terrorist telegrams saying like grammatically and who am I? Whatever. Who am I? On this show, I'm constantly like, is this the right word? Is that the right phrase? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know shit. Okay. We don't know. We, we, we don't fucking know. <laughs> we don't know math. We don't know grammar. We don't know jack shit. Except horror movies. Except horror movies. And we that's know what why, we like and what we don't like. This is why we have this podcast. This is the one thing we're sure That's of. so true. So, Jeremy, but, read yours. Oh, or what okay. did you have to was, say? I was just going to say, I think I, he's kind of on our wavelength that we mentioned in the episode, how we said, like, oh, it's shockingly simple, like the setup, like it just feels like it's more complicated. Um, he's saying layered, too. So I, I get what he's saying. Like, I feel like there is a lot going on. For as simple as the plot really is, just a slasher, you know, formula. Uh, but there are a lot of things in there, uh, especially the whole like gender relations, gender politics stuff that I'm sure some people that are much smarter than us are going to write some essays about and have some yes. cool, cool things in the future. But wait, but before you read your telegram, I went back and watched that scene in Maniac Cop 2 between the two cops. I mean, between, yeah, yeah the, the, the psychiatrist and the female police officer. Yeah. They talk about Cordell the whole time. So, and I think that's the only scene they have together. Yep. So that person was a liar on the letterbox. I, I found that letterbox review and I went on and I said, you're wrong. You're well, actually in the letterbox review, they say, my friend says this passed the Bechdel test. And I, uh, went on and I said, your friend is a liar. Your friend is a fucking liar. <laughs> no, I was very kind about it. I'm like, unless I'm missing a scene in yep. that scene, they talk about Cordell. And while Cordell is a monster slash zombie, He's still a man, so he's still a man. So yeah. sorry, guys. And I also okay. did show Joe the car with the handcuff scene, and he laughed so hard when the car's flying through the air and she's it's, hanging from the window. It's it's brilliant. incredible. It's it incredible. Is. All right, so we have a uh, email, telegram. Sorry, get get the our own lingo right. God, Jeremy, <laughs> telegram for Brenda the podcast, Ethan. Ethan. Uh, subject is hello, 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 and he says. Hey guys, you spent some time talking about zombie movies. I absolutely love zombie films and have always wanted to be in one. I was wondering if you two could star in any kind of horror film, which would you go with? Also, for anyone listening who's in the Metro Detroit area making a zombie movie, hit me up. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree, Ethan. If anyone's listening uh, that's making a movie right now, I want to be in your horror or a horror movie. I want to make your I want to be in your horror movie. So please hit us up. But yeah, what do you want to be in? I would want to be in like a, you know, uh, like a hereditary type. What what uh, what what the fuck is that called? That like uh, up upscale horror. Yeah, art that's house up horror. Yeah, but what's the term from Scream 5? Oh, yeah. What did they call that? Um, elevated horror. Elevated horror. So you want to That's be the kind I, I want to be in one of those psychological, yeah. deep emotional, like dramatic, and also scary. That's what I want to fucking be. In. So we got to ring up Robert Eggers or Ari Aster and be like, yep. Yep. be like, um, hello. Yeah, I am with uh, Ethan in that I would love to be in a zombie movie. Uh, I've always thought it would be fun to be a zombie in one of those. Like if I could just be in a scene as a featured zombie, like that would be cool as hell, bite an actor or something like that. Uh, I mean, I would do that not dressed as a zombie too, if I had to, but you know. Uh, but for me, of course, like the big, the holy grail, it, it would be to play a monster. 
like a creature from the Black Lagoon, or even in a slasher movie, I always thought it would be cool to be the slasher, to be Jason or Michael Myers. Like that, sure. would, be, that would be awesome. So those are my dreams. If I could be in a horror movie, I would be a monster or a killer. That's what I would most want to do. A few of my friends, Mikey Brown, Jill Dion, uh, Dustin Gardner, Steve Forbes, they did this horror short called The Zombie Factor, which was a ton mm. of fun. It was like a reality show of zombies. Like, it was a good time. I don't know that you can find it anywhere, but Sounds it's, cool. really, it's really fun. I enjoy it very much. But yes, um, it's, it's a good time. And, you know, all the rest of our listeners write us and let us know what kind of horror movie you want to be in. Yeah, and thanks, Ethan. Uh, hopefully you do get to be a zombie or in a yeah. zombie movie. I'm not sure you actually differentiated whether you wanted to be a zombie or just in a zombie movie. But either way. Your wife and I did... Uh, when we were in grad school, like our final project as seniors, we'd made a short film called Thank You 15. And I was... I think she told me about this. I was the the doomed, you're all going to be doomed character. That's In like awesome. a, a broom closet. It was very bizarre. And you know, at the time, uh, our friend Bevan, who is sort of her boyfriend, her husband, Charlie, partner. I'm just going to go with partner because I can't remember. Uh, he's like a, a pretty big... Like he does some film stuff, makes some documentaries and things. So he was sort of the cameraman and helped a lot with the script. And Devin was like, you know, you're like that old guy in the horror movies. It's like doomed, doomed. And at the time, honestly, as much as I love horror, I didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. Because I just hadn't seen Friday the 13th that much. Like I just oh. like, I didn't think of that old guy. And now I've seen it so many times, especially. But you know, two. it's like, it's it's a necessary a component of a Friday the 13th movie. You got to have the naysayer. Yeah. So. And Wordle yesterday, I got it on the second try, which was amazing. And it was trope. And I know that word well because I love my horror tropes. That's right. Yeah, oh, buddy. Man. Very cool. So our final telegram comes from TDFP. And that is Teacher Drew from Phoenix, who writes, yep. Happy weekend. I just finished the short film Conduit on your recommendation. It was haunting and I enjoyed it. Jeremy's friend is going places. Yeah, Brett! We're watching Teacher Drew, and yes, Brett, we... We got you another viewer. That's awesome, Brett. Hopefully we can uh, get your short film some uh, some more eyeballs on it. Yeah, Brett is awesome. And really, his headshots are so good. I just pulled it up right now, and he just... I'm gonna, I should get my headshots done by Brett, because... He has some mm. really terrific ones. And I would like to learn a few things because I do a lot of headshots. But like what he does are things I would like to do. Because I always do like outdoor shots. And he does some very cool in front of like a bright orange and a bright blue. And I just, I, they're really striking. I don't know any of the people on his side either. I don't know any of these people. Shocking. I know. He's he's really talented in all ways. He's got, yeah, he's got an eye. Photography, just... It camera yeah. stuff like talking about somebody that might know a thing or two about aspect ratios more than we know uh brett would be uh, a resource there and brettwheat.com is his website that's b-r-e-t-t-w-h-e-a-t.com which i didn't mention the last time but i'm mentioning it now because you should go there and just check out the amazing talents of him he has so fucking much so somebody that... hire him hire him hire Get him give it. him money yeah uh, I just had one other little bit of news, and I'm sure you read this because it was all over the place. The It, it prequel series. The It prequel series. That's true. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of excited about <laughs> it, but kind of not. I just I yeah. feel strange when they do Stephen King stuff that's like not based on any actual 
you know, like they're kind of just making up a story. Um, I'm sure there's stuff from the It book because that thing is like a phone book. It's probably got it's like enough, two phone books. Yeah, it's probably got enough material in it. Like there's probably stories and background information that has not been adapted whatsoever into any of the movies. So I'm sure that's where a TV series could pull from. I mean, now that I'm saying it, I seem to remember in the book, there were whole chapters that were from the point of view of it, of Pennywise. Uh, that were, you know, it's it's internal like monologue that probably has a whole bunch of information that's never been conveyed. Because um, I, I seem to remember, doesn't it like reminisce about its origin or something like that? Like there is a chapter where maybe it, it remembers. I've not read it. Oh, OK. It, I yeah, I seem to remember in it, somewhere in the book, there's a chapter from Pennywise for lack of a name. Pennywise's point of view where he remembers like coming to Earth or, or into our world. and little bits and pieces over the centuries of like what it had been up to uh, hanging out and waiting for uh, humans to evolve. Essentially. It's pretty trippy stuff. When I think of that book, I was, I think the only book I took to rehab with me, cause I was like destined to watch it when I went, which is weird in two mm-hmm. days, which by the time you'll hear it, it would have passed will be the four years since I got out of rehab. I just celebrated my four year and my four year sober versary. But I took that book to rehab and I was bound and determined to read it. I think I made it like 60 pages or something. Oh, yeah. The first chapter was very upsetting to me with the gay guy getting killed. Yeah. The gay couple. Yeah, that's uh, brutal. Um, That was. Yeah. The movie was was rough, too. And the gays really came for it. But I, I was like, it's based on the book. I didn't find it homophobic necessarily. But I, I don't know. I, I have a little bit of a mixed feeling about it all. Yeah, I just thought it was, you know, it's real life horror done effectively. Like the movie did it well, I thought, uh, you know, and how horrific that is. Um, but yeah, that's that was one of those books where Stephen King's like the only author that gets me to read these fucking tomes. Like usually when I see somebody wrote a book that big, I'm like, ego much? Like, I don't want to read this thing. But Stephen <laughs> King's are, you know, I tore through it. I tore through the stand like and those are over a thousand pages both of them so so this week do you have anything else to talk about what did you watch did you watch anything i I did watch something i had a bit of news too Ooh, tell me which is that the crow reboot Mm. is moving forward again uh and they have cast a new eric draven Oh. Uh, and it is Bill Skarsgård who played Pennywise oh, yeah. in the recent movie adaptation. So he would I be the like new that. crow. Yeah, me I too. I like Con- that. Considering the last time someone was ever attached to it, it was Jason Momoa. Oh, uh, daddy. He's a Although hunk. he's too, like, I envis- I don't yeah. envision him like big and hulky. No, I think he's too uh, in a different direction from what the crow yeah. should be. So Bill Skarsgård, yeah. I think physically is a better match for that. Oh yeah. And he can do so much. Like I loved him in castle rock. He was, uh, yeah, good. And he's legitimately frightening as Pennywise and to do the crow. Well, I think that's going to be a balance of being scary, but you know, Oh, I love that. Charismatic. So I think that's going to be a good, that's a good choice. Yeah. I'm all fucking for that. That sounds now, amazing. Hopefully it'll happen because they've been talking about this thing for like over a decade now and it yeah. still hasn't been made. So we'll see. I have faith. Yeah. Gotta have faith. They can't rain all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch anything this week? 
I watched, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this movie before, but um, I watched Toby Hooper's The Fun House. Oh, I don't think we have. And I've never seen it. maybe brief. Oh, you hadn't? Never seen it. Oh, my God. So what did you think of it? I enjoyed it a lot. And I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I was like, I feel like I need to go back and watch it. I watched it as a kid. I remember I had the novelization that I got from from the Wyoming Well, which was this like used book place. I remember so many of the books I bought, they had a giant horror section. I remember I had this version of Halloween that wasn't the movie poster. I feel like it was like someone in like a ghost shape, like like a ghost cut, like it was like a drawing, like a, a really like, you know, realistic looking drawing. Um, but I had lots, I remember lots of those books. I remember the section, I remember the smell from the Wyoming well, but I had the novelization of the fun house. And then I remember people talk about the movie a lot and how good it is. I just remember something weird about it. There's something weird about the monster. Oh, it's, yeah, he's just weird looking. Well, he is, but like, he's somewhat like... Are you thinking about... Like sympathetic or something, right? Like he's like sort of like abused by like a woman. There's like some weird thing. Like he's not just like this monster. He's like held captive and like sort of like by these people that like own him, right? Well, he's the deformed son of one of the carnies. Okay. Uh, and he works in the fun house and like you spend most of the time seeing him in this like rubber Frankenstein mask. Yes. Like yes. Okay. And then he takes it off and he's like he's a horrible monster. No, like he gets a handy from the uh uh fortune teller and then That's he, it. Yeah. He, yep. he pre he premies and that pisses him off. I and was he, like and I then he kills there was some I thought he's there was not some that sex sympathetic. Thing. He's okay. not that sympathetic though cuz then he just turns into a killer for the rest of the movie. But the lead girl lives, right? She's like a regular mm-hmm. final girl. Yep. yep. And I always remember the opening that she's in the shower and like her little brother comes in and yeah. like scares her, right? He's, yes. Is he wearing the Frankenstein mask? Yes, he's wearing like a Frankenstein mask. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yep. But I'd never seen it. And I okay. always heard people say like, oh, the fun house is like great. Uh, so it's on shutter now. So I saw it, oh. uh, pop up there and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to finally watch this damn thing. Uh, the poster's and, yeah. weird with like that Jack in the box. It's yeah. Like it's creepy. got a Jack in the box for some it's reason. Like, what, what the it's fuck? A, it's a weird carnival, like redneck horror movie is what it is. You know what Toby Hooper did so well for a while before he went fully Hollywood. Now the poster I remember, or like the book is like a creepy mouth with like fangs like that's drooling. an alternate poster for oh, that's which is like a deformed drooly face yeah which makes more sense with the monster so much he's drooling all the time every time he's on screen <laughs> he's drooling but yeah no it, it kind of had like a slow start like i felt like it took halfway into the movie before it really got rocking and rolling and you're like oh this is like a monster horror movie okay now it's happening but once it gets into that part of it it's like breakneck pace of just scares and kids running away and you're like okay I like Toby challenging us with surprises. You know, he's lulling us into this weird little backwoods world and now boom monster. So uh, I I had a lot of fun with it. And it probably looks really good since it's on shutter. It's probably like a nice train. Yeah, it, it, it's got. Yeah, it's definitely been remastered for HD, but it's still got the film quality, like little grainy, little, little fucked up looking like uh, the best Toby Hooper movies look raw and real so yeah my favorite raw and real baby. that's it but but that's the big one i watched was the fun house nice i've been watching nothing i've just 
literally been at it with my lines because they're I talk so fucking much in the show. Mm. But um, but it's coming together. So we're meeting just one time for we used to call it a tiny terror. I don't think we do that anymore because these episodes usually end up being just as long as a normal one. Yeah, yeah. We thought they would be shorter, but we're a we're singular like... spooky. <laughs> we were fools. It's a one. Uh, it's a one movie episode. It's a one off. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, I mean, you get one last movie, and you don't get you know Nick the Knife's awesome it, interval music, intermission music, as yes. I call it in my um, Garage Band layer. Mm-hmm. The intermission music, but this week we decided to go with something like fun that we've you've heard about before. You told me about, yeah, supposedly the the room of horror films. Yeah, um, so yeah, if, I mean, if you've clicked on this, you've already seen the name. We did Veronica. We watched Veronica, so you don't have to. Um, <laughs> That's right. This was the movie. And a little background: if you're a punk rock guy or a metalhead, this name means something to you, I'm guessing, which is Glenn Danzig, uh, who is the little background. I guess I'll give a lesson to those that don't know, like my co-host, most likely. Um, (laughs) My husband knows who he is, but I don't. Okay. He was the lead singer uh, uh, in the late 70s of many people consider them one of the greatest punk bands of all time, The Misfits. Um, Mm. You've you've seen the t-shirt because that skull logo is everywhere. It's ubiquitous. Um, but that was the band, the Misfits. They were a punk rock band that did songs. Virtually all of them are based off of horror movies or science fiction movies. So, uh, right in line with our kind of shit. Um, and they are one of my all time favorite bands. Um, but the Misfits broke up. Then eventually Danzig goes solo with his, uh, band Danzig. Uh, and they did the song like mother. That was a huge alternative, you know, hit in the eighties and nineties. And, uh, he's just like. It was a it's hit like, for two decades. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you could you could turn on terrestrial radio, like hard rock radio. I bet like the riff in Detroit is playing "Mother" right now. Like <laughs> at some point, <laughs> some point today, it was on there. Um, they're still playing it. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like the jump of Rob Zombie. That's like the okay. only comparable thing I can think of. Is you know Rob Zombie is a metal god. Uh, and then is like, I'm going to make movies now. So he starts making horror movies. I guess Danzig got the bug to be like, I'm not just a music dude anymore. I'm going to make a horror movie. And so he made this. Oh, boy. And I have to say, as far as directors go, Danzig, uh, you, you've really done justice to Rob Zombie. You've made him look like an utter genius. Like, Oh, my ever, God. I Kubrick. Think, yeah. Rob Zombie looks like Kubrick compared to this. So. Uh, Rob Zombie, yeah, you made it look easy because apparently you have not all a, these guys can do it. Do you have a description? I will read the description, guys. Sorry for the long-winded intro, but I had to get my Danzig fanning out of the way, and now we can get into Veronica, directed by Glenn Danzig. Oh, boy. Um, Behold the pleasures of the flesh is the tagline. And the description is an anthology based on the comics of the same name by Glenn Danzig, in which the erotic and horrific combine to create multiple ghoulish tales of bloodlust, murder, the occult, and the forbidden. Oh, fuck. Good so, Lord. Jesus, mother of God. Jesus and I got it. Okay. So I'm going <laughs> to. Jesus wept like a lot. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to say. The first two are fun 
And it sort of got spoiled for me. As soon as it started, I thought of my friends, Brian and Sadie. Brian Papandria is a part of Rock Bottom video production. They do a lot of, like, really bizarre, like, the Amityville Vibrator, I think, is, like, one of his movies or his friend Nathan's movies. Like, I I have seen his flick, Fang Boner. Yes, Fang Boner is one of theirs. So I have a shirt with rock bottom video. I love the shirt so much. It's very cool. Uh, I I admittedly and regrettably have not seen any of their movies. Um, Feaster Sunday is a film that they filmed partially in our old Ringwald space. And I do have a DVD of that. And since Easter is coming up like next week, I think I will watch it. Um, because Maybe we should do it for the show. We might need to. Mm-hmm. So... I'm going to check that out, but I, I don't know why. As soon as this started, I thought of them and Sadie and I chat occasionally on, um, on, on Facebook messenger. Cause I, I love her. She looks, she loves Sharon Tate. She's done some like artwork for presents for Joe over the years. She does like some like, um, not beads what the fuck are they called like stones like little rhinestones Mm. she'll like rhinestone posters and things and like album covers so she did like a valley of the dolls and she done she's done some custom stuff for me she's very talented but i thought of her and i wrote her and i'm like oh my god do you guys love hate veronica she's like uh the first two are horribly fun and the third one is just and then she gave me you know like a a rolling eyes face or like a like a gritting teeth face and i was like oh so then i got to it and i was like oh my god she's so right because the first two were fun yes horrible i was was going i was going like oh out loud a lot through most of what i was hearing so yeah and then that third one is just so so these are based on a comic book Yes. So I I, like when this movie was getting made and they kept talking about that, I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Like uh, for a minute, I want to say it was I think it was in the 90s. Danzig jumped into comic book writing because he had like he was a self-admitted huge comic book fan throughout his career. Uh, He has like artwork for his band Danzig done by various comic book artists. So, you know, he dipped his toe in the world and then he was like, I'm going to write these like mature uh adults only comic books that are gonna like fuck you up if you read them because that's the persona he has is like ultimate creepy dude no no sense of humor uh yeah i guess he made these really violent full of one of them was there's a porn that was made of one of them oh i discovered yeah i was reading about the comic book line and one of the comics he ran on that like got turned into a porn movie that's you know the amount of sexual content that were in like the comic books so so he wrote the comics yeah and he wrote a bunch of them i think other writers were in there it was like a whole little like vanity comic book uh okay publisher he put together to do it but yeah they were just like full of sex and violence like so I know I was alluding to like these three sections of the movie. It's uh, it's an anthology film based on these comics by Danzig as well, apparently. And so the first one is called The Albino Spider of Daget. <laughs> and then the second is Change of Face. And the third is Darushka, Contessa of Blood, which is very similar to like the, the Bathory. Count, can, yeah, Countess Bathory, yeah. Ugh. 
But the third one has no element of fun whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I pretty much was like checked out through all of the third one. I was looking at my phone and shit. Oh, it's just horrible. I mean, and you would almost think that they were like directed by different people because the third one just has such a different feel from the other two. I I would say, except for the ending when she cuts the head off and just has that super fake head. And I'm like, that's pretty funny. Um, Or the moments where you could tell that there's no real background. They did like a green screen of a castle and people are just walking in front of it. But like, it uh, could have been more fun. It, yes. I, the comment I made to my friend Sadie was, I never thought anything would make me crave watching the scene from Hostel 2 where Wiener Dog gets sliced and diced. Mm-hmm. Because I love Heather mozzarella because i don't know how to pronounce her actual last name mozzarazzo or whatever i love her so much but i'll just call her wiener dog because um welcome to the dollhouse is an amazing movie and that's her name in that movie her nickname but i hated hostile 2 so much because the first one's so great because it subverts the genre a little bit with by having males be like the protagonist and being like you know Tortured. Torture and all that. Their bodies are vulnerable and destroyed. And I loved that. As much as I don't love the movie, I don't love torture porn. But, like, I liked that it turned. And then the second one was just women being tortured. And Mm -hmm. so it didn't feel fun and fresh. And I love Wiener Dog. And I that scene, it's very much based on, what is it, Countess Bathory? Yeah, Bathory. Yeah, the Countess Bathory. It's very much based on that, a woman sort of, like, strings her up and slices her with things and cuts her and it's a horrible horrible scene and i hated it i never wanted to see it again but i would watch it 10 times before i'd watch this fucking thing again yeah it was oh my god but the first two i thought were fun okay yeah i guess so bad though i'll just go yeah like there was a moment within the second segment change of face um (laughs) Oof. Uh, there's a moment in the second segment where the acting is so stilted, the dialogue is so atrocious uh, that I'm like, this is f- uh, on purpose, right? Like, this is a spoof. Like, it seems like it's almost verging into spoof at moments. And then I realize it's not self aware like that at all. And I'm like, nope, nope, this is just <laughs> bad acting, bad directing, bad writing, bad lighting, camera work. Is just bizarre. I mean, <laughs> you know, the one good thing you can say about this film, mm. it passes the Bechtel test. It does, though. <laughs> and this, and face of change. What is it? Change of face. Change, change of, of face. face. There's a couple scenes where she just says, "Like, I'm gonna give me your face. I'm gonna take your face." No yes. speaking of men. Just, I'm going to take your face. So thank you. Thank you. I I was laughing out loud at that opening where she's like, I'm going to cut your face off. And then the victim (laughs) is like, not my face. Oh my God. The acting is so bad. And it's like, yeah, I'm like, what is happening? And the whole movie. So there's sort of like a crypt keeper, this like woman who's sort of the crypt keeper, but it's just, it doesn't get into it enough. But in the very beginning, there's this, she has this woman like, like chained up to like a, a, a pentagram and she comes up. up and she pokes her eyes out and the girl just keeps screaming, my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. 
And oh, then, no. So the first one is called The Albino Spider of Dajet, which the spider... Which is supposed to be in France, so everyone has a horrible fake horrible. French accent. And this one girl has boobs that have eyeballs. It's which, just he, the... which he stole from Gothic. A hundred percent stole from Gothic. Not a. I'm like, I've. How have I seen this twice in like a month? <laughs> Boobs with eyes. Like, what is going on here? But, but like, there's this like spider in it, and all of a sudden the spider gets like dripped on by we don't know what. There's just like drippage, yeah, and then the it. spider turns into like a life size thing. It's yeah. just the weirdest fucking thing. In a, in a costume. That looks like a reject from like a Ninja Turtles movie, like mixed with something that would be an Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. Just a weird rubbery monster. Oh my God. Uh, That only appears when she's dreaming, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street. If she's she's asleep, the, the, the albino spider can kill people she almost gets like raped in a movie theater by a bunch of she like goes to just hang out in a porn theater okay away one of my favorite what the fuck moments of this movie is the fact that like she is a sex worker uh and then she goes to a porno movie and is shocked by what she's seeing on screen because she goes this is just a movie of people making sex and it's like (laughs) but aren't you a sex worker like i don't know that like it was just the most bizarre moments i think i've ever seen in a movie i mean we didn't get to see the movie so maybe there was something very unusual about it It could be yeah i don't know maybe i also like that all the exteriors it's supposed to be in france but all the exteriors are clearly los angeles yes And it's at the very end, these cops come in and they see the spider with her and they're like, take your hands off her neck. But like the girl's on the ground and he's not at her. Like, it's just the weirdest yeah. thing. And then oh. they're like, she, they're like, she took her life. It's like, how do you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, I like, yeah, I remember that where they're like, get your hands off her neck. And then the next shot, like he's nowhere near her. Exactly. It's just And they're the also not thing. like, what are you monster man? It, exactly. Just like, they just like shoot him. And then it's, they're oh like, wait, God. he doesn't look like a normal person. <laughs> And the other good thing I'll say about this is that actually in the credits, I thought the credits were really lame, mm-hmm. like the opening credits. And of course they have like a opening credits by so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, that's something to brag about. <laughs> but I did actually like the score, which I imagine is Danzig. It sort of mm-hmm. sounded like a Buffy reject or like a Buffy. It did. Re- like riff because there's a little bit like of that guitar coming in. But like I actually was like, oh, this is not too shabby. Like the no, score in that opening was pretty cool. It wasn't too bad. And yeah, Danzig did all the music. And then like the songs you hear throughout, there was a Danzig song in there. I wonder if he like recorded an original new track for this movie. Um, There was like a ministry song. So I was like, they're kind of a big get Uh, another, you know, legendary metal band. But I was like, oh, ministry probably doesn't come cheap to license one of their songs for this movie because then the rest of the music i was looking up the artists and i'm like i don't know who any of these are so like a bunch of just random hair metal stuff in there but yeah it was it was wild man and then the second film is called change of face and it's all about this woman who's like has a deformed face or whatever so she keeps killing women and cutting off their faces but it just sort of looks like a weird fruit roll up like a really like like 
like like a skin like if you have a, a sunburn and you peel off that skin like that's like the amount of thickness it like mm -hmm. never looks like someone's face actually got pulled off because yeah, you can like see through it flappy thing yeah it's just like tissue if you will mm -hmm. oh my god and it's it's just again like just a horrible horrible but fun truly yeah truly yeah that you're having fun watching this because it's just so it is comparable to the room it is comparable to troll 2 if you like those sort of things you're probably gonna enjoy this but um, truly when you get to the third one just turn it off it's really not worth yeah. the only good thing about it is i say virgin instead of virgin that made me laugh <laughs> virgin yeah but that's at the very beginning and and i thought that that's what we were gonna go with it so just i mean i don't care i don't even care that i'm spoiling this but like it, because it is just like the battery tale bath yeah. battery like it's just this woman who likes to be coated in virgin's blood and stay she beautiful or virgin's blood and yeah. she yep in the beginning she makes such a like a big deal when she goes to like pay this poor woman to take her daughter away so she can bathe in her blood like she is a virgin right and i thought oh well is this going to be a twist of like what happens if you bathe in the blood of someone who's actually had sex multiple times and it just told you they're a virgin uh -huh. and that did not happen i'm like that's what a good writer would do yes and <laughs> that's what a good writer would do and uh, as we have learned, this is not by a good screenwriter. Because that's sort of so. a twist in Cabin of the Woods, right? Cabin yeah. of the Woods, Cabin in the Woods. Isn't there like a, oh, you're the virgin, and she's like, um... No. Yeah, but but they're also like, eh, it's just figurative anyway. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they okay. like make fun of it. But I thought that's what she, I thought she was going to bathe in the blood. It was going to like burn her uh, yeah. because no. the girl, you know, enjoyed herself. Nope. No. That's not what happens. Nope. <laughs> It's just lots of slitting throats and yeah. bathing in Kool-Aid. Because yep. it doesn't even look like blood. No, it doesn't look like blood. Uh, here's the thing. So when this movie came out, I, I read a few reviews of people that apparently were there, like at the premiere screening. Oh, bit, <laughs> I thought bit. you meant like in the movie. I'm like, what? In the movie. No, no, no. They were there at the premiere screening of this thing with Danzig himself there to do a Q&A. I've read like all the pieces about that night. So going into it, like nobody knew what to expect because, you know, Danzig's a first time filmmaker. It's not like he directed anything else. Uh, he kept doing a lot of interviews where he was like, well, now I'm making a movie. And you know what? Like horror movies have sucked for a long time lately. I'm going to make a good one, you know? And so you're like, oh, there's so much ego in this thing going into this that, um, yeah, once it came out, people were... I think people are expecting a train wreck, but not this big of a train wreck. Like a lot of people were like, we didn't realize he's the next Tommy Wiseau. Like this is so incompetently made, but so earnestly made that it becomes this other thing entirely from just a bad movie. Yeah, and I just don't get the title. Like, I mean, I know it's supposed to be like the comics are called Verotic and not Verotica. So mm -hmm. like, I thought it was a take on, it's not even spelled like erotic. Like it's with a K and not a C, which is just weird. Yeah. So like, and like no one is named Veronica. Like, I just don't. Oh, it's supposed to be like violent and erotic. I thought violent. it was like a Veronica, but Veronica. Like I thought someone's no. name was supposed to be Veronica, but Veronica. But now I see. No. I just pulled it up on Wikipedia. Violent and erotic. Yep. Just mashed together. Oh, also. 
I love that the uh, the host, the Crypt Keeper type character, that just made me think when she's like, take care of my darklings. Oh, like, oh that was my. so gross. I was like, oh my God, that's terrible. Yeah, it is. Not <sighs> but if no. you're a big old stoner, maybe check it out. Yeah. That's all I can say. If you yeah. like your Mary Jane, hang out with Mary Jane and Veronica Mars and yeah. have a good watch, time. <laughs> watch this thing. Um, yeah. Unless you're a masochist, like, I don't know why you would sit through this or you know, <laughs> a crazy person like I am. Uh, and I am. Yeah. But so if you watch it, I want to know your thoughts. That's what we've learned, kids, or at least that's what I've learned is. Uh, Glenn Danzig is less of a Rob Zombie and he's more of a Ed Wood or Tommy Wiseau with uh, his sure. uh, his film vision. So, man, out of five badly CGI'd white spiders. Uh, oh, so bad. Looked like it was from a PlayStation 1 game. Dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many do you give this thing? I'm going to give it one. I'm also going to give it a one. I thought about like a half star. I also do want to say though, guys, this is the type of movie for me. Like we're in the situation where one star, five stars are really the same thing. Like it's, it's gotta be seen to be believed. Yeah. I think we're on the spectrum where, you know, okay. Once one star for quality, but like the competency of filmmaking five stars for the entertainment value. <laughs> I would not go that far. <laughs> But uh, yeah, one. <laughs> so you can take this movie and throw it on the slash That's fucking right. Stinky slashy. I was reading a little thing where people said that after the movie premiered, like people laughed like their asses off throughout the movie, of course. Uh, sure. And apparently Danzig, Mr. Danzig was very shocked by this. Because somebody said he was like, you guys laughed at a lot of stuff I don't think I would have laughed at, but whatever. So he just seemed excited that uh, his movie was received positively in any way. I guess he doesn't care that much that people think it's hilarious. So, And we're right on par letterboxed. The um, average rating is a 1.2. Mm. So now, but yeah, has he come, has he come out sort of like, uh like we saw him been like oh that's what i intended to do not yet like he hasn't gotten to that point i i think he's just been very much like well i'm just happy people enjoyed it sort of thing so you know he's being coy about that um but he has made another movie oh yeah and it already came out let's not let's not do that death writer in the house of vampires oh jesus it's a western where everyone is a vampire no but it's got some star power who it's got devin sawa oh i do love him it's got eli roth oh it's got i do love him it's got I think he's so hot danny trejo oh my uh and julian sands i see that mm -hmm. that's crazy uh, and the soska sisters are in it too oh yeah okay so uh he apparently enough people were like excited about like well glenn made this one thing that, that looks fun i guess will be in his next movie uh let's let's have some fun with this so i watched the trailer it looks crazy so maybe i'll hunt it down and uh, report back yeah please do plus danzig himself acts in that one so i i'm excited to see that okay well yeah 
Well, good times. Good times, guys. Good game. Good game. Good game indeed. Well, Jeremy, it's been lovely. Thank you for um, suggesting this lovely flick. Fun change of pace. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, I guess till next time, guys. Hail Paymon. And remember, evil dies tonight. Yeah, I just thought of something. What? I've been using evil dies tonight, you know, uttered by Anthony Michael Hall in uh, Halloween Kills. Uh, I ran into Anthony Michael Hall once. You did? Yeah, like physically. I, uh, oh. My brother and I were at Comic-Con years back, pre-pandemic, of course. I, I like He recently reminded me of this story, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever mentioned that. Um, and it's fun. But we were at Comic-Con. We were in like a big, the Motor City Comic-Con in the Detroit area. We were in like this big crowd of people, like over by like the signing area. And then all of a sudden, uh, we're trying to squeeze through. And then I feel like somebody grabbed my shoulder and he's like, hey, excuse me, can I get by? And I turn and I'm like literally like, face to face with Anthony Michael Hall, who is there oh, you wow. know, signing stuff. Um, and of course my brain went uh, like breakfast club, breakfast club. Like I wanted to say something. Yeah. All I did was go like, huh. And then he, he was <laughs> like, Oh, thanks fellas. And then squeezed by us. So. Wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's my brush with uh, somebody we've seen now in a Halloween movie. So. All right. That's it. Well, great. If you want to write to us, scaring is sharing at gmail.com. Tell us who you've had a brush with yeah. fate with. Yeah. Tell us uh, somebody you've run into. <laughs> what are your favorite stars? So. All right. Well, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Scaring is sharing. Scaring is sharing. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.